Hey there, so we have been talking about my subject, Metals Transformation Processes, and today we are going to talk about this, but I, I want to talk about some, a uh, subject which I think is really important, which is about recovery and recrystallization mechanisms. Um, we have been talking about stacking false energy, the dislocation movement and how they can reorganize on grand boundaries. But today we we are going to focus on the mechanisms. So imagine we are deforming a metal, aluminum for example, and if we do if we perform a deformation at room temperature, we are going to achieve a maximum of hardening. But if we heat this metal at, for example, 6% of the, the, the melting temperature, we are going to have something different. So the microstructure is going to change itself. So what happens when we do this into steps or as we do this during the process, during the deformation process? So I would like to thank you all. You are amazing. It's been amazing doing this with you guys. You have been supporting me during these months, so I'd like to thank you all. You are amazing. Don't forget to follow the podcast on Instagram. I'll add the link in the description of this episode. By the way, my name is Vinny, and I am a Matthews engineer. So, to first start this episode, I have to introduce to you what is recovery and recrystallization mechanisms. Recovery, it's about recovery, I mean, <laughs> kidding, just kidding. So the material uh, is going to recover, the, recover the, the deformation. So we are going to deform the material. And as we give it temperature and time, the dislocation and it's which are tangled, they're going to move themselves. They tend to reorganize themselves. So we can, for example, create subgrams where in those uh, subgrams we won't have uh, dislocation, so it will be free from deformations. And if we think about uh, the recrystallization, it means the material is going to recrystallize itself. The regions where we have a lot of dislocations, the, the density of dislocation is high, there will be formed new grams, but it happens differently because the material needs to recover and after recrystallize. We cannot recrystallize the material before the recovery. It's, it's like a stair. That's okay. So let's continue. As I mentioned, the material which recover itself form uh, a subgram. But there is, actually, there are the dynamic recovery and the static recovery. When I talk about static, means that we first deform material and after we perform the, the recovery. So after we give it temp temperature and time. The same is to, to recrystallization. So I'm going to focus on dynamic because it's it's likely to be close to the reality. Usually, 
we perform the code rolling, for example, as the final step of hot rolling. Usually the, the industries use the code work to finalize as the final step to, to change the, the final shape of the piece. So if we use the stress strain curve, you, you might have your notes, so you might have this in mind. And as we increase the curve, so it's a straight line, so as we go up in the, in the straight line, the curve starts to bend. And the difference between the regular curve is that the recovery, dynamic recovery, the curve is going to have a straight line on the horizontal line. So as we go into a straight line, going up, it bends itself and we have a plateau, which means that the mechanisms of hardening and softening are in equilibrium. So as we deform the material, as we create dislocations or give them energy to, to sleep, we also give them the, the enough energy because we are doing we are performing this process at high temperatures. So we are giving the energy enough energy to the dislocations to reorganize themselves and consume this tension that is created into the material. So we create subgrams which are free from deformation. As we achieve this plateau, the subgram shape do not change anymore. So they are going to change as we increase the tension, but as we achieve the plateau, their shape do not changes. And about recrystallization, what, what, does, what does it mean? I already explained the, the concept, but thinking about the curve, as I already explained about the dynamic recovery, the dynamic recrystallization is the recrystallization uh, during the process, during the deformation process at high temperature. So the curve is going to have a straight line, it's going to bend and decrease until achieve a new plateau. But the plateau is lower than the peak of the curve. The plateau also means the same as the dynamic recovery. The hardening mechanisms are in equilibrium with the softening mechanisms. But in this time, we do not have just the reorganization of the dislocations. We have the creation of new grains. And the point is, the mechanisms of hardening creates dislocations and move them to grand boundaries. And as the dislocations density increase, the temperature gives the enough energy to the creation of new grams. So we have the formation of small grams which are connected into themselves and it's it's called a necklace because around the, the, the gram boundary lots of new grams are formed and it decreases the, the density of these locations and as I said the the mechanisms of hardening and softening are in equilibrium. So we are creating new grams that are free from dislocations, free from, from uh, deformation. So as we deform the material, these new grams can be deformed. The new grams can support new dislocations. But as we, are, we give temperature, enough temperature, 
neograms are created and this is a cycle and that's why we can deform materials at high temperature and we won't have for example a limit of deformation as we would have during the, doing this at room temperature for example we can compare those uh, curves so the deformed material at room temperature we have a straight line going up until a, a maximum point wherein the material is going to failure but as we do this in a temperature or not a high temperature but I would say in a medium temperature we would have the dynamic recover but as we increase the temperature we also can achieve the dynamic recrystallization so the material is going to recover and after giving more energy the material is able to be dynamic recrystallized the peak of the dynamic recrystallization curve is the maximum tension that the material can be hardened and marks the point where the recrystallization starts so from this point the dislocation starts to be massively eliminated a curiosity is that the static recovery or static recrystallization it means that we have to give the material enough energy so to those mechanisms work we have we have to achieve a, a minimum energy and right after achieving this minimum energy the recovery or recrystallization process is going to happen and another curiosity is that materials with low stacking fault energy are likely to recrystallize than recover and materials which have high stacking fault energy are likely to be recovered because as I already explained it high stacking fault energy means that the material does not need high energy to to make those partials getting together and form the the perfect location which means that the temperature wherein uh, the recovery process happens it's enough to make this happen but materials that have low stacking fault energy needs more energy to make the partials getting together and become a perfect location so higher temperature is needed to give this energy that's why uh, they are likely to recrystallize instead of recover because as we give more energy it's easier to recrystallize because the material has more energy and its locations can reorganize themselves and form new grams I hope you have enjoyed thanks for listening see you in the next episode